Give me the argument, the best argument you know, for the power of cinema. Welcome everybody to Películas with the Bros. My name is Adrian. My name is Ivan. And Películas is uh, with the Bros. Sorry, Películas with the Bros. is a podcast where me and my brother Ivan we talk about movies, movies that we like, movies that we love, movies that we want to see. And currently, we're doing a mini series. We're ending a mini series today, Ivan. Mm-hmm. We're we're putting someone in the grave. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Anyways. You're getting kind of old, Adrian. <laughs> uh, we're ending a miniseries. We're finishing the Mel Brooks miniseries with the film... Dracula. Um, Dead and Loving It. Yes. Um, a movie released in 1995. Uh, but before we uh, continue on with that, and remind me, I'm going to say it right now. We have to take a picture after this ends. Sorry. Um... Before we get to that, let me just say, if you're listening to us, thank you. If you're watching us, thank you. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all podcast platforms, all Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, a bunch of podcast platforms. We're on there, Películas with the Bros. Uh, if you want to watch us, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Click that bell to get that notification when we come on uh, every time we release a video. I hear people say that, so I just said that. And uh, what if that, that was it? What if that's like what was holding holding us back? It could have been. And I'm like, oh, we're we're in. Yeah, we're in the Illuminati now. We're Joe Rogan Part Two, or whatever. We're the Mexican brothers of Joe Rogan. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the satisfaction <laughs> in Evan's face was immense. Anyways. That is that. Now that we're done with the pleasantries, let's get into it, Evan. Dracula, Dead and Loving It. What a movie. Did you see when I blinked and went like that to show my dis- displeasure? Yeah. I can't do it anymore. It was a little more. It was a little twitchy when you did yeah. it. Yeah. When it was real. Yeah, no, it's, I can't. Dracula, Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Ivan, it's 1995. Let's go back to the year 1995 okay. and look at the top 10 films of 1995. Toy Story 1. Was it? <laughs> At number ten, we have Jumanji, two hundred and sixty-two million. This is pretty noticeable. Uh, just in the years that we've been tra- traversing, I've finally noticed like all these films are two hundred million. Mm-hmm. So, the year nineteen ninety-five, we're finally seeing a bunch of movies make over two hundred million. Number ten, Jumanji. Number nine, Waterworld. Number eight, Casper. It was nine, and it, I thought it didn't make money. Waterworld? Yeah, or was it just a lot of money, like the budget? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, seven, seven. Oh. Six, Batman Forever. Five, Pocahontas. Four, GoldenEye. Three, Apollo 13. Number two is the movie that Ivan just mentioned, Toy Story. Wow. And beating out, beating it out by three million dollars. So, wow, who's counting really? But number one, it's a sequel, and it stars Bruce Willis. Die Hard Two. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Is that like three? I have no idea. Okay. 
I never watched one Die Hard movie. That is accurate. Actually, I might be lying. I think I watched. I think I fell asleep watching the re, the re. What like is it? Die Harder or something from like 2007. Yeah, with that one guy yeah. from the Apple commercials. Yeah. Whatever. Stupid. Yeah. Ivan, the premise of this movie. Hmm. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the yeah. last Mel Brooks movies ever? Boy, am I ever. Well, guess what, baby? Dracula comes to England. Woo! That's the premise. Okay. That's it. Okay. The cast of this film, Leslie Nielsen as Count Dracula. A legend. Mel Brooks as Professor Van Helsing. Uh, legend past his time. What's Leslie then? Is he in his prime? Well, now he's past his time. In that time? Was he past his oh, time? I actually don't know. Probably not. I think he was at his prime. I remember when, like, whatever Naked Gun came out. Okay. Good save. Uh, Peter McNichol as Thomas Renfield. Who? Steven Weber as Jonathan Harker. Who? Emmy Yazbeck as Mina Seward. Who? Lizette Anthony as Lucy Wenstra. Who? Western Ra. Western Ra. And don't disrespect this coming in because he's important to us. Harvey Corman as Dr. Seward. The greatest. Thank you. And Ban- uh, Bancroft as Madame Ospenskaya. Who? Mel Brooks's wife. I'm so sorry. Ivan, we'll get into this movie and much more right after this quick commercial break. I think water's good when you can't taste it. Um, I I know I like Fiji a lot. Like Fiji's like the best water I've ever tasted. It is really good. It's like smooth. Like and you can drink a whole bottle and when you're done, like some waters when you when you're at the end, you're like, uh, like there's a little bitterness like right here. And you're like, Ugh. but Fiji, you could just drink a bottle. Like I could drink another. You don't feel that bitterness here. It's it's very minute. It is, but it's there. That's so weird. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I felt that feeling too. I feel like when I drink it, it's just like, like a splash. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's like you feel pure. Yeah. But is that just our brain working wonders? I don't think so. Because I've had it with like every Fiji bottle I've ever drank. And it's it's not like food where you try it once and then like a month passes. Like, oh, I remember how good that was. I have an idea. Okay. The Fiji challenge. Well, we like close eyes. Yep. I'd win. I'd know. I think I'd know. I'm going to get three different. And you're going to drink them all, and you're like, nope, nope, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next podcast. All right, Evan, let's talk about this movie. Okay. First time watching it? Indeed. Me too. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. I have never heard of it either. It's a weird... It's a weird thing that this movie in particular I've never heard of because it looks like a movie similar to Robin Hood Men in Tights where if even if it were bad, I would still be able to hear it. Yeah. 
because um it's like uh the topic obviously it's like synonymous dracula sure we get it but you would think something like this would be at least uh, on reruns on like tbs or something that we would see before let's figure it out why do you hear that yeah my stomach made a weird noise you hungry no i'm actually pretty full you digesty Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when I first looked at the poster, I was like, this looks very cheap. Like, yeah. It looks like worse than a scary movie poster. Mm-hmm. And those were intentionally made to look cheapish. Yeah. But this one looks like badly made or whatever. Poster-wise. Mm-hmm. And that's like first impression. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I'm thinking like a little bit of the marketing. If that was the poster they used, they're like, uh, this doesn't look that good. It looks a little cheap. Because I think if I feel that, I think subconsciously other people, moviegoers would be like, uh, looks a little cheap. I wonder if there's like uh, some kind of uh, business, uh, how should I say, like marketing strategy slash marketing uh hacks not in the way of the positive side but the negative side so i'm thinking like what if a studio executive saw this movie they're like okay clearly this this movie isn't gonna do well Mm -hmm. and i don't want to spend a lot a lot on marketing so what do we do because if we spend a lot on marketing marketing we lose money right Mm -hmm. so we have to make it look bad we have to not promote it. Mm-hmm. So spend as little as you can on marketing. Make it look ugly. Because also, the longer you keep it in the uh, theaters, you might have to pay like rent. You know, I don't yeah. know how that works either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, make it flop 100%. Okay. That way, um, we don't we lose as little money as possible. Do you think that's a valid stra- strategy? Like, do you think that yeah, exists? but I think it's definitely been done before. I don't know a movie uh-huh. that's been done like that. But I watched the movie, and it wasn't as bad as the poster. No. Yeah. So I don't Correct. think it was in this instant. In this instant. In this instance, uh-huh. it wasn't that. Yeah. But I think that's happened before. Yeah. It just started when you said that. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's like a, a strategy that some like execs do. That way, to lose as least amount of money as possible, they try to bomb it. Maybe Not like as a malpractice to screw Mel Brooks over. Just because to save money. To save as much money as yeah. possible. I think it might be a little Mel Brooks' fault, too. Back to, like, he has too much power. He probably, like, let's just put whatever poster. Yeah. He's having fun. And I think that's all it is now. I, f- I feel like in this movie... It being his last movie, it was like, okay, I need to do one more movie for the studios before I retire. Like, it was in his contract. Like, you have five films. This is nah, his fifth film. I think he's just, this is like another movie. He saw a bomb. He's like, all right, I think I'm done. Really? Yeah. So you think if it did well, he would have came back? Um, I mean, yeah. Financially? I mean, he was 70. Yeah, around? 60, 68, I think. That's like end of life for working. Yeah. 
And he was still going. Like, he was making movies all the way up to this. Yeah. Wait. We have to rebut our idea of it's because he's getting old. Okay. Because Scorsese's the oldest. Isn't he like 80? Yeah. So but, it's more of his mentality versus his. But Scorsese. 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 <laughs> I was going to be racist right now. <laughs> don't, 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 don't show that side of me. I must do it. <laughs> He's still consistently released movies that are like good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think he would want to quit. Or what are you trying to say about... I'm bo- trying to say that we've been saying that Mel Brooks is getting long in the tooth. He's getting old. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you should hang it up. Mm-hmm. But I am of the assumption or the theory... I don't theory, think I've said that. You said something like that. You said he's getting old. His style is getting old. Okay. I have a br- rebuttal, but... go on. So I don't... Th- I think obviously age is a factor, but the fact that we get old, it's more like, how do you respond to that? Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it's not so much that he's getting old. So he's, I think it's more so that he does not try to innovate himself. He's more okay. He's okay with being coasting Mm -hmm. versus a Scorsese type or a Scorsese type. (laughs) <laughs> uh that even though he's old right now technically 80 years old or something maybe 75 who knows he pushes himself uh-huh. i would assume i think he's the type of guy that always wants to make the best that he can wrong <laughs> wow <laughs> amazing <laughs> And that's the end of my point. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a, a little metaphor, a little simile, perhaps. Let me tie in. <laughs> Let me get cozy. <laughs> I'm thinking like Scorsese is like a, like a Michelangelo, where no matter what Michelangelo, Michelangelo makes, it's going to be a beautiful work of art, even if it's the same thing over and over again, right? And let's be clear. We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course we are. All right. I would change it to... <laughs> I was going to say Leonardo, but... <laughs> it's another one. doesn't matter. Like, yes, I know. High an artist. Yeah, okay. So, no matter what he makes, it's going to be amazing, even if it's like the same thing over and over again. And yes. that's not saying like... Scorsese's making the exact same thing over right. and over again, but it's very similar high-end movies. Yes. It just, I feel like there's a lot, there's a big difference between that and trying to do that with comedy. Because comedy ages with like... Yeah. The social norms, society. Like, it doesn't, it ages differently from... Quicker. Yeah. It ages quicker. It changes quicker. Yeah. But I'm trying to find like the reasoning because I think comedy is closer to society. I guess so is all other forms of art. (laughs) I guess it's like what makes you cry today will make you cry tomorrow. 
What makes you laugh today won't make you laugh tomorrow. Whoa. <laughs> J. Cole, who? Hey, give me a beat. Give me a beat. <laughs> but I want to know why. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Because I think I, it we're is. We're like right there. Well, I, I think your point is that. There's a difference between. It's true. Yes. Comedy. Why? Art. I don't know. It's probably more. I would say comedy is closely tied to culture versus a drama isn't tied. But it's to like only comedy. Because it's what makes people react. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that, that is weird. But it it's not it is only comedy but it's also not cuz I'm getting tired of rap now cuz it all sounds the same, but it's all good music. Right? Hmm. Like I feel like Gun is just a, co- a copy of Thug. But it's well made copy mm-hmm. like but with comedy you could just feel it so much more viscerally where it's like that's not funny or that's old funny yeah your point is basically like if you get a uh, student a and student b where student a always likes to draw uh, a certain way no sorry sorry student a is a film director Student B is a film director. Student A always makes dramas. Student B always makes comedies. Mm-hmm. It's if the person who always makes dramas makes the same uh, quality and doesn't change over thirty years, mm-hmm. and you do that with Student B, the likelihood is that Student B is gonna have worst overall films because they're dealing with the comedy subject. Yeah. But why? Yeah, but why? Why is comedy so quick to change? I think it's because, like, yeah. So comedy, what makes something funny is, like, part of comedy is that you're laughing at things that you shouldn't be laughing at. Mm-hmm. Right? And that means, like... Uh, Things such as, like, racism. Things <laughs> such as, like, cultural norms at that mm-hmm. time. And since cultural norms change mm-hmm. quickly, it seems like, then the thing that uh, makes you laugh needs to change, too. Because if the idea is that comedy should be things that... uh you shouldn't laugh at like shine a light on yeah shine a light on things that you shouldn't laugh at uh-huh then that obviously has to change quickly cuz the times are changing quickly whereas in a drama or any other medium uh-huh. that pertains to non-comedy i guess you can make something entertaining without i think there's i we're close cuz i think like drama is more about like human experiences and that could be at any time relatable yeah like you could have a love story in the 1800s or a love story in 2200s but not a comedy exactly because a comedy is like you could have one in 1800s 2200s but the comedy would have to be 2021 based Uh uh-huh so it's kind of and it wouldn't be that way for drama or anything else right so drama is more 
an experience and comedy is more like societal values or like there's a word or yeah something that i'm trying to find in there and to add upon that you're you're making the the lifespan of your comedy shorter when it's a parody <laughs> because a parody mm-hmm. is dealing with something that is uh making fun of another subject mm-hmm. so you have to you're you're cementing something in time by saying like it's it's talking about this specifically mm-hmm. and if you don't know about that you'll miss out on parts like this movie is called dracula dead and loving it it's a parody on uh dracula, dracula movies yeah. but there's a bunch of scenes where they parody bram stoker's dracula the movie made by francis ford coppola you've never seen it right i've never seen it either but there's a bunch of like one-liners that they say in this movie that I'm sure we missed yeah. because we didn't watch that movie. Maybe that's why Blazing Saddles is so good because we're not even over it, like the racism. Yes. It's still something we need to shine a light on. Yeah. Wow. It's still there. Whoa. It's still so that, something we we know. So once we beat raci- racism, then Blazing Saddles will be a bad movie. Therefore, we have to keep racism alive. That's a good take, but let me reel it back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if, like, uh, like it'll never happen. Racism will always happen. I'll stop it one I, day. I would, I would assume. But let's just make believe that, yes, let's say racism is not a thing anymore. In 100 years, mm-hmm. when they show this uh, Blazing Saddles movie, will they say... Well, they laugh at it because it's like you you you're not supposed to do that. I think they'll laugh because they'll be like, "Who even acts like this? Like this isn't realistic, right? Like nobody was like this. Like maybe they had like history lessons, but right, right, right. I I think well, I'm sh- yeah, because even today or not today, but like a few years ago, I kind of thought racism was pretty close to being end- uh-huh. ending. Not a few years ago, it was like five, whatever. <laughs> It wasn't recent. <laughs> it was yesterday, actually. <laughs> and I saw a video online and that changed my whole world. So I would assume, like, in 100 years, people will think, like, oh, we've been over racism for a while. But uh-huh. They will probably have their own type of android racism or whatever. Right. Interesting. Hmm. It's, it's an interesting subject. This movie, though, so going into it, I was expecting something bad. Yeah. And I think I got something bad. Yeah. Like uh it's like when you're you uh you're going on a, a date and you're like you have a bad feeling. And then she ends up like throwing a drink on you and and tries to like kiss you and you're like, You just threw a drink on me <laughs> and you're like I guess I'm already here, might as well kiss her. <laughs> That's this, this movie. Is this uh of a person I know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like the reason what I'm trying to say is that we had to watch this movie. Yeah. This one, I was a little tired. I wasn't a little t- I was a lot of tired. Yeah. Like I was pretty over it by Spaceballs. Yeah. Like all right, I I get your shtick. <laughs> get your, Isn't shtick Jewish? I get your spiel. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
Uh-huh. I, I was tired of this schmear <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Is this racist? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I was done by that point. Yeah, spaceballs. So I was like everything else. I was like, all right, the rest is purely for education. <laughs> <laughs> it does suck, like, because I think we made a great decision by doing his movies. There's just a lot. It's just a lot, and another thing that sucks is that people just get worse sometimes. Yeah, not Kanye or Drake, but you know. Yeah, and not J Cole either. We'll talk about Cut that later. Um. Yeah, it's just interesting to see that I really was excited for his first films and then I wasn't for his last films. Yep. But it's like, this is the road we chose. We could be a podcast where we're like, let's just do all the good movies or all the movies that we want want to talk about. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I don't know know about that. (laughs) This is an episode. We did, Adrian. (laughs) We did it for a year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see like a chain on your right? like, you're not held hostage okay uh all right anyways we're, this is another dracula movie Ivan. what do you mean like, like i feel like we've general? seen so many dracula movies in our lives like so many frankenstein movies in our lives the classic horror monster right monster horrors yeah I think this is what, like, our grandkids are going to say once, like, Marvel's, if Marvel's still going to be like, Captain America again, X-Men again. I was going to say, like, they should do a modern versions, but, like, they did one with Beauty and the Beast with uh-huh. Vanessa Hudgens, and it wasn't even a beast, but it was, like, some deformed-looking guy. Yeah. But he was still really handsome. He just had, like, no hair and, uh-huh. like, a scar. So. Is it a parody? That was like serious. Beauty. They made Beauty and the Beast. No, I'm like Dracula. No, no, Beauty and the Beast. But it wasn't called Beauty and the Beast. It was because like Beauty and the Beast is like Trademark. open. Yeah, and anyone can do it. So it was like I don't know the Beast and Beauty. <laughs> they always do that. They have like Aladdin coming to theaters next year. Like Disney's yeah. making an Aladdin. Yeah. No, it's made by like some yeah. Russian company out there in Russia. I mean, the Jungle Book one. I didn't watch either of them because I was like over it from like too many trailers of both of them. Wait, you didn't see the first Jungle Book? I didn't see. I it. mean, you said you didn't I see the Disney one. Haven't actually seen any Jungle Book. There's the Jungle Book with uh, the 1990-ish movie. The animated one. It's not animated. 1990 something. Oh, that was 1960 something. Oh, but it's a live action. It's with um, our guy that was in our last movie, Robin Hood Men in Tights, the main actor, Carrie Underwood, something like that. <laughs> and that's a good movie. I used to watch that growing up as a kid. I don't even know. We had it on VHS. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm just done with like these kind of movies. <laughs> Dracula, Frankenstein. I don't know. I just think there's always something that can be done. I want I want our monster verse to be made. Our three phase monster verse. Should we get into it? They're not ready. We talked about that one time when we're like we want a Dracula <laughs> and Van Helsing remake. 
and we said like we want so, it's like a courtroom <laughs> remember that yeah. we uh, on the podcast we we're like we want a courtroom drama van helsing versus dracula and and we want a Javier Bardem as uh, Dracula or something. I don't remember this. Yeah. I don't remember. Because I think it's after... We did like Van Helsing once. Remember? Uh-uh. You picked Van Helsing. You, oh, then this was a while You good for though. nothing, low dirtbag. You hey, picked Van Helsing. And I was like, dang it, we have to watch Van Helsing. And then I was like, I'm tired of these movies. Let's do a remake. You're like, okay, what's it going to be like? It's uh, when we used to do Pitch oh, Your Movie. Like when I always saw Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't remember it, but... And then we wanted it written by Sorky. Harry Sorky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you, can, you brought me all the way back. <laughs> uh, we'll get into more about this movie after this short break. All right. Um, have you ever noticed... I haven't. That... At least I think I've noticed this. Maybe it's just in the back of my head that... I feel like there's always a character in uh, Mel Brooks's films that should be Gene Wilder, like should be played a, by Gene Wilder. Chip on the shoulder, you think? Yeah, like he has like the character's usually a little zany, a little wackadoo. I think it's just that they worked so well together that I want him back. Like they were like uh, De Niro and. Scorsese, you know, but it, it never happened, right? Yeah, that's the thing, man. When you find a good team member, when you find that person or that crew, mm-hmm. you gotta stick with them, Indeed. especially if you're not like a genius, mm-hmm. like Nolan. Or Tarantino, okay, maybe you don't need your crew all the time. But if you're someone like Mel Brooks, who's another, like, director who's just not, like, they're not, like, the most creative, but they they have a good idea of what it takes. Hmm? Someone like... I don't even know what you mean, really, so I don't... Like, Mel Brooks, uh-huh. by himself, I feel like he's not that good of a mm-hmm. artistic vision guy but i feel like mel brooks plus someone is good um whereas tarantino he can be good with anyone what's his face tim burton yes thank you Got you. like tim burton is a perfect example because he can lay the framework mm-hmm. but he needs some extra johnny depp over here he needs his Helena Bon Carton or whatever. Bonham. Oh. Bonham Carter. Okay. That's his wife. Oh. Sorry. Respect my man. <laughs> yes. Yep. But when you find that person, stick with them. Mm-hmm. Don't take them for granted. Mm-hmm. I also don't really, like, now that we're just talking about Mel, I don't really agree with Mel being the star of all his movies. Yeah, I mean that's like another thing too big for his britches, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, like, he's already he's done. There's no more like fixing him. Like I've already analyzed all of his issues. <laughs> I too you, late. you could just write an essay to him. Well, this is what you need to do. Yeah, it's too late. I mean, he's just, like one movie left. 
Like he could write something. His final... You don't want him to write anything right now. He just needs to be like a guest star. What, like Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Wheelman. <laughs> Mel Brooks. I'm sure he can walk. Wheel him out. Uh, let's talk about our boy, Leslie Nielsen. Okay. At the time of this film, when it was released, he was 68. I think making him like the oldest lead actor in a movie or something <laughs> like that. I forgot. Uh, that's probably not true, but whatever. Um, sounds true. But what's crazy, and I didn't know looking into his career, he was like, at this time, obviously, he was old. But his he had like a long-ass career of just making Blip. movies and shows. Blip. What? Like little blips or what? Blips, some big ones, but more just like a supporting cast member. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Airplane where he finally like, people were like, oh, this guy's a lead actor. And he made a good movie. Shows how long you might need to get there. But that's scary. Imagine, like, someone telling you, you'll get big <laughs> at 70. <laughs> hey, like, I see big potential for you. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I think you just need to put in 40 years of good hard work. <laughs> and then I think get, I would probably give up. You'll get your recognition. Yeah, I I would probably give up. But probably it's no. probably a passion for him. Exactly. If something's a passion, it's like, okay, I like acting. It's an easy job. I get to meet new people. All these little different things you could say about any kind of right. job. You don't have, it's like, okay, I don't need to get big. But if your goal is like, I need to be huge. Yeah. But then I think like, if you want to be that guy, you're sort of weird in the first place. Yeah. But I mean, I think every person wants like that little bit of like, I hope I get recognized. For yeah. This. And recognizing like fame in yeah. some way. But I think if you're going at it like I'm doing this to be famous, then obviously wrong. That it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because uh, Chappelle was on Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and they were talking about fame versus uh, celebrity mm-hmm. and like uh, the difference. But something he was he said, which I don't think they really like define the it definitely, but they're like. When we were growing up, we always we all wanted to be famous, but we didn't know we didn't really understand why. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted it because we we didn't want to be poor. Mm-hmm. But once we got it, we're like, it's not all it's made up to be. Recognition, right? Just like another word. Yeah, like approval. It's in that realm, but. You don't need that with fame or you don't need fame to get that. Correct. You don't need fame to get approval. Yeah. Because approval can be from anyone. Yeah. But what you want is approval from everyone. That's famous. Mm -hmm. Why would someone want that? I think that's like a mental health issue. Right. Like literally a mental illness. (laughs) Like. Right. Needing approval from everyone. Like. In, like, a workplace, like, as an example, needing approval from everyone is not right, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, you should be able to say what you want and not fear about of saying the wrong thing. Correct. So, I think if you just expand that to needing approval from the world, that's, like, fame or wanting fame. Right. And it's, like, the same thing, just bigger scaled, both mental illness. Illness is kind of strong, but, like... It is like a mental 
hiccup. Yeah, it's not healthy. Uh, it's not a healthy mentality to have. It, and it's also like you think you think you need like for us. Let me actually attribute it to us. Oh, I want. I shouldn't say I want I, it all. I want it all, baby. <laughs> Kaching. No, I I want this podcast to be popping, right? Yeah. Why? Because I want to. Technically, I want to be able to live off this. Make money. Hey, 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 ladies! I'm Make making money, money over here. But if you look at it that way, you're like, okay, how can I do that? The goal is like the immediate. Your uh, immediate thought might be like, I need to get famous. Because that's where you get the money, where you yeah. can be living off this, and then you can do this forever, uh-huh. and something you like. Uh huh. It's like the same process, but you're going different direction. Like, I need to do this because it's something that I like, and if I like it enough, like I'll make money off of it, and then eventually I'll be famous. But like going backwards, doing this because I'll be famous, I get money, I like it, doing this, right? Yeah, but like the goal shouldn't be like. I guess like if you think if you really think about it, your your process should be I should want to make money. Okay. Not I should want to uh, be famous. Yeah. Because if you're in it for the fame, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But if you're in it for the money, there could be something wrong with you. But it's more so like you want to be sustainable. Bad. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's just having the right mentality, but it's also hard to keep that mentality. Like, yes. doing however many episodes and saying, like, I'm doing this for money yep. when you're not making money. Like, hard to keep that same mentality from the start. Yep. But it's just tough, no matter what, whoever. And I imagine, I imagine once you're in that cycle of, like, let's say you're Chappelle and you're trying to get famous... Mm-hmm. because that's how you're going to get rich. You sort of get lost and you lose like why you're doing it. Right. So you're like I need a I need a show. I need to get on a show. I need to and then like you sit back and you're like, "Wait, why do I need to do that again?" Some people don't do that. They don't sit back and say, "Why am I doing this?" They just mm-hmm. keep going and going and going and they're like, "You need to have like a check-in moment every yeah. once in a while." Yes. To like regroup Yep. Understand why you're doing anything. Yep. And you could apply it to anything ever. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Either. Yep. Um. But yeah, Leslie Nielsen, our guy, he made it big when he was in his 60s, basically. Tough. He was a ravishing young man. Because really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't imagine Leslie when he's young, can you? No. Because you, he has gray hair and you're like, yeah. that's. He was born like that. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to Mel Brooks for always finding him himself to put his himself in the movie. <laughs> I guess it's impressive. And Harvey Corman, he's in this movie. Um, he plays a doctor. He has a slight role. He doesn't do much. Notice that we're not talking mo- much about the movie because the movie's not that good. There's yeah. not much we can really talk about, like right? Funny moments, but the most basic plot. But that's how it's been for all of his movies. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't even know what Dracula wanted. 
um, to marry that girl. Did he? I think he just wanted to have that girl, like to love forever. But before that, like, what was his goal? Like when he went to England? I don't know. He just, I know he bought land. Yeah. And then he went over there. Maybe he's like, I'm here. Oh, she's hot. Exactly. And then that's where it goes. That's sort of where I got lost. But anyways, um, Harvey Corman. Shout out to Harvey Corman. I think this is his last role in a movie uh, starring. <coughs> I noticed something in this movie, though. I was watching a, like, uh, a scene again for this movie where Harvey Corman was in it. And he started talking. I was like, that voice sounds oddly familiar. And I realized two things linked up in my brain and they said blockchain. It's he's the dick the bird from Flintstones. I would never have got that. I watched that movie uh, about a month ago uh-huh. again, sadly. <laughs> and then I obviously I grew up with it, too. But then I heard him talking. I was like, he sounds like the dick the bird. And I looked it up. Harvey Corman, Flintstones. Yeah, he was the dick the bird. I get that a lot more now, like links between movies, like disgustingly amount now. And shows too. Yeah. If any actor is like in Mad Men, and they're like, yeah. another, I'm like, ah, oh, I know what <laughs> episode you were in, because I've seen them so many times, and like they all have like that distinct face or whatever, and then yeah, like, I see them there, and and it's funny because like for Mad Men especially. If they're in anything but Mad Men, you're like, get out of this. You don't fit this role. Yeah. You know who you really are, Peggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because they, like, had a lot of clients in Mad Men, so they always have, like, one-off characters. Yeah. But they're all, like, good actors still. Yeah. And obviously, they have to act somewhere else. Yep. So I always see, like, that's the Hershey client. He's yep. the hob- homeless man. Or that's <laughs> Don's ex-lover. Yeah. Oh, no. She's in, like, all the... I m- saw, like... Who did I see? I saw uh, Bobby Barrett, and she's Commissioner Gordon's wife in Dark Knight. Bobby? Yeah. Uh, you know um, that comedian in Mad Men? Uh-huh. And he has a wife. And oh, yeah. That's where Betty finds out Yeah, she's cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wife of the comedian? Yeah. Her, his manager is Commissioner Gordon's wife. In? The Dark Knight. Wow. I didn't realize until wow. I watched Dark Knight. I was like, You're you're her. <laughs> you're from Mad Men. Oh man, that's I hate that. And I love that. It takes you out a little bit, but it's always fun. Yeah. It's sort of weird. Uh Ivan, shall we get into the categories? Indeed. Let's do it. But first. Indeed. Quick commercial break. Ivan, it's time for the categories. Or Dracula, dead and loving it. Oh, <laughs> okay. You have to go all in. You didn't want to go all in. I didn't have anything to say. Like I blinked. You had to go. Oh. I couldn't hit that. You can do that. Oh, you're not trying. I couldn't do it. Uncle Man. No, like it would be a fifty-fifty shot if I actually and hit. crack and all that. Yeah, it wouldn't be pretty. Ivan, the moment award. This <coughs> award goes to the best moment, best scene of the film. Ivan, do you have one? I like when uh, they first met Dracula and Van Helsing, and they're like talking in their language. I got that too. 
and they had to get the last word in. Yeah, Dracula and Van Helsing secretly insulting each other in their old language. I put. Yeah, it's funny. Like he was like. I'm too big for this. Babushka. <laughs> Very good. I don't know why you use. <laughs> It's the most Russian word sounding thing that I could think of. Yeah, it's a good try. It's a good try. I like the part where Harker, the boyfriend of uh, Mina, Mm -hmm. Harker tries to put um, Lucy out of her misery, who just turned into a vampire, Mm -hmm. and he has to stab her in the heart with a stake. And Van Helsing's like, stab her in the heart, and he goes in the back, and he stabs her. It's just a great gag. Just classic. And good blood. Yeah. It was red. Dark yeah, red. It looked like blood. That's what you got to do. No more of this bright red blood. doesn't exactly. exist. Exactly. We're stickler for little things. Yep. Uh, next award. The Lifetime Achievement Award. This award goes to the actor-director who, at this point of the career, has reached the pinnacle of their career. Mel Brooks? No. No. There's no one in this movie that's reached the pinnacle of their career, unless you're uh, a very, very supporting actor that is your only role. Imagine that was also a thing I was thinking about. Like, there's a bunch of um, yes. So there's a scene where uh, Van Helsing is like uh, dissecting a body, mm-hmm. and there's like eight actors around them, right? Eight uh, students. Yeah, and they're. Imagine all of them be like, guys, I'm going to be in the Dracula Dead or Loving It movie with Mel Brooks, my first role. They're in it, and they're never in a movie ever again. Yeah. It's tough. Like, how to keep your humility and uh, pride and, like, every word. Uh, Honesty. I don't know, but keep that and then still want to work again or realize like I have to do this if I want to do this eventually. And like, you got to take your hits sometimes. And that includes being that standing student doing nothing. And that might mean this is your last role. But there's only certain careers that do that to you. Like entertainment careers. Oh yeah. Like in entertainment, basketball, any kind of sports sort of like that. Like yeah. you get one chance maybe in one year and you're done. You can't Anything see that in like service jobs, like where you're, like you're not a plumber. Like, oh, that was my chance to unclog that. Toilet. That was the last toilet I've ever clogged. <laughs> unclogged. Oh, clogged. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's brutal. Because entertainment, so like, you need that image, and if you need you're, to stand out. Yeah. You need to entertain. And if you're decrepit or if you're getting uglier, then you're going to lose it. Like maybe s- less for comedians because it's like they can use like their look as a gag. But like actors, that's like half their job to look exactly what a role need, like what a role needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even more for like women actors were like right from 20 or 18 to 30, that's... As long as they can work. After that, they're like witches. <laughs> Jesus. No, like they're cast, I'm, cast I'm as in. witches. They're cast as witches. You just said everyone older than 30 is a witch to you. <laughs> they're cast as witches is what I meant. Or like 
Yes. Motherly figures. Yes. Good save. Good save. <laughs> it's not the save. It's what I meant. <laughs> MVP. This award goes to the actor who won the movie. Who's the best actor, actress in the movie? Um, I mean, I guess Leslie. Maybe that his sidekick. I say sidekick. Peter McNichol. His I just hate his face. Like I know I've seen his face before in other movies. I don't know which, but I'm. He's in like all every movie that you need like a squirmy, conniving little I bastard. Hate, he's, he's. I guess like a, the fact that I hate him is shows how good he is. Oh yeah, baby. He was in. A, okay, I got it. I think he was in Adam's Family, as one of the uh, camp counselors. Oh. Like all right, Sunday. Gotta be good today. <laughs> Do good. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what my face is like. You know how like we make fun of like conniving actors. Like, do I have one of those faces where it's like, like conniving? Like, oh, here's the weasel, Adrian. I don't think so. I think it's your facial structure that makes it right. Mm, yeah, but I also think it's like part of it, like personality. Like, uh, you're not a conniving person. Gotcha. So you wouldn't have those conniving like snarls or whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't come up naturally. But I think if you have that personality, it's going to come up. You look like what you are, I think. An not idiot? Just, not like <laughs> you look like what you are. And you are an idiot. <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> but just like in general, you look like what you are. <laughs> I feel like that's an insult just waiting to happen. I mean, it could be an insult. <laughs> like you could say to, that's so ugly and then... <laughs> If they take it as an insult, <laughs> it's kind of their fault. That's true. I'll give that to you. Uh, scene stealer. This award goes to the actor or actress who stole the movie with 10 minutes or less of acting time. Ivan, do you have one? Um, The little bat version <laughs> of Leslie Nielsen. No, it does not count. It's um, not an actor. The dead vampiress. No, she sucked. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to give it to Anne Bancroft, who played Madame Uspinkesaya, whatever. She's the little gypsy lady that uh, oh, was warning. Ab- yeah. Or something. Trouble. It was really dumb, but. Yeah. At least we got Mel Brooks' wife in the film before. <laughs> Parting ways, you know. I guess. <laughs> so uh, demoralizing. Yeah. Ivan, let's rank this movie. What do you give it? Dang, that's the lowest score you ever given <laughs> anything. Um, I don't know if it's just because I was tired at this point. Give it six <laughs> point. Um, uh, six point eight. Really? Yeah. Okay. There it is. It's a pretty high score. Not particularly. So you have, and I give this movie a five. How could you? I'm not holding back. If you watched Life Stinks, that would have, you would have, I don't know, whatever. You have Silent Film at 6.5. Yeah. I mean, I was just annoyed more by that movie. History, 6.8. History of the World, 6.8, part one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Dracula six point eight. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Twelve chair seven. Spaceball seven point two. High anxiety seven point five. Robin Hood seven point seven. 
Young Frankie, 7.8. The Producer, 7.8. Blazing Saddles, 9. Perfect. Perfect. Dracula, 5. Life Stinks, 6. History of the World, 6.5. Twelve Chairs, 6.8. Silent Movie, 7. Spaceball, 7. Robin Hood, 7.6. High Anxiety, 8. The Producers, 8.2. Young Frankenstein, 8.6. Blazing Saddles, 8.6. It's crazy how Producers was going to stay at the top like throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I thought it would be a little more like middle mm-hmm. range by the end. But it, it's the second favorite movie for me. Yeah, my third. Interesting. It was just such... I think it really... I think if we watched the producers now, uh-huh. or if it was made as his last film, we probably wouldn't have given it a high score. Possible. It would have. It would have got a lower score. Possible. I think we we have some ex- exhaustion. But it was good. Like, it, had it was good. That had the musical in it, but it was meant to have a musical in it. I know that. So. And they had the, like that the Hitler dude. He was amazing. Like I think that yeah, was yeah, baby. The the funniest Hitler portrayal I've ever seen. Yeah, most unique one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mel Brooks. What's your summary? <sighs> Let go of the exhaustion. Ah. <laughs> we need ten minutes of meditation for this one. <laughs> um. Obviously a legend. He put his mark on the film industry in his own way. Um, Kind of petered out by the end. As we all do. Um, But he's good. He's a good guy. (laughs) He's not like Trump. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's good. He's a good guy. Uh, I think mel brooks is probably like the your favorite uncle yeah i could see that he's also like the annoying uncle yeah i can see that thank you mel brooks for your time of service we salute you we give you the 10 finger salute (laughs) it's like the baby what he does that that's on his cover but does he always do that yeah kind of that's dumb that's the baby. <laughs> oh. Pa-pow. Pa-pow. <laughs> <laughs> Got the quickest hands in the West. <laughs> Shout out to Gene Wilder, too. He really helped Mel Brooks. Yeah. I, yeah. I think without him, I don't think Mel Brooks would have been, like, had that. Top had, tier. Yeah. Like, Blazing Saddles and Fra- Frankenstein. I agree. That really, really helped him up. Yep. Well, producers did. True, true, true. Uh, all right. So let's take a, a quick break and we'll get back into the final part of this podcast. We'll be right back. Okay, before we do things and such, let's get one thing straight. We just finished a, a miniseries on Mel Brooks, but now it's time, Ivan. Hold. Now it's time, Ivan, to um, pick our next director. All right. Uh, and we're going to pick a director based on committee. Ooh. Committee of How two. Controversial. Oh, yeah. We get controversial on this podcast. Um, so I think I told you last week that I wanted to pick a director who had hits 
baby. Yeah. Who had nothing but hits. Who, well, I shouldn't say that. Who had more hits than misses, I should say. And I also wanted someone who didn't have too many films. I didn't want to go through more than 10. Because this one was about 10, right? It was a doozy. It was a doozy. But we've done 10 before. We've done Sam Raimi and we've done Kubrick. and Doozies. But I've narrowed it down. Let me know what you think. Okay. I'm just going to list out the directors. Okay. And then we can go through quickly each one. We'll see where it goes. Brad Bird. Adam McKay, Ooh. Wes Anderson, Ooh. Ben Stiller, wow. Edgar Wright, okay. Hayao Miyazaki, Who's the uh, Studio Ghibli, oh. Ooh. Baz Luhrmann, <laughs> he made uh, Great Gatsby and uh, Moulin Rouge and movies like that, and David Lowry, who's uh, who made a ghost story, but he's releasing The Green Knight with oh. Dev Patel. Okay. Um, Ivan, Brad Bird. So uh, the reason I put him was because he sort of fit the bill of like not too many movies, a lot of hits. Um, yeah. And then Adam McKay also fits the bill. He has a little bit more movies. I think he has like two more movies, but a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Anderson, all hits, uh, critically. Yeah. Um, Ben Stiller, something a little more different, but has hits, has misses. Yeah. Edgar Wright, basically all good films. Mm-hmm. Hayao Miyazaki, all good films. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann, very short, like six films, but they're all really unique aesthetic-wise. Uh-huh. Like, if you see, I don't know if you know of his other films, but... If I show you all the films, you're like, oh, wow, he he did make all those movies. And David Lowry, uh, not too many films, and he has a movie coming out, so we can piggyback off that. Um, I'd be good with any besides Ben Stiller. Cool. He's out the list. Nice. Now, let's just say, let's narrow it down. Let's take out David Lowry. How dare you? Um, Maybe we'll do him if Green Knight is good. Okay. Uh, Baz Luhrmann, let's take him out too. <laughs> let's let's get knee deep here. Brad Bird, Adam McKay. Let's make a little bracket in our mm-hmm. imaginary bracket. Okay. Let's make uh, Brad Bird go against Adam McKay. Pick one. It's because I know. The thing is, we just did comedy, right? Yeah. And then Adam McKay is like, comedy. I feel like the next comedy. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see like that evolution of that last comedy director to the next comedy director. very true very true there's some uh continue what is it continuance continuity in that sense you got it <laughs> i use words man i use words for a living uh-huh. uh let's take what let's take out wes anderson yeah honestly i might have been like sick if i watch too many of his movies yeah he's a little too makes me uneasy what is it it's it's like unnatural um his camera positions yeah like literally because like he wants everything perfect yeah that's symmetrical yeah it's cool to a degree but it's uneasy because we're gonna have to do one day i'm okay with that just 
Take it easy. Well, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> okay, let's take out uh, Miyazaki too. Okay. Edgar Wright. He has he's a he's a few movies. And he's comedy. He's Scott Pilgrim and Deadpool is what I know. Does he have ba- Baby Driver? He also has Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz. Kind of don't want to watch those. Have you seen those? I watched Shaun of the Dead and I didn't like it. Oh God, you have vision. I mean, I think it's because I got it overhyped. Because like people talk about that movie as like the best comedy movies sort of deal. Right. And I watched it and I was like, right. It's good, but come on. That's a lot of nostalgia talking here. Okay, Edgar Wright out. Brad Bird versus Adam McKay. We got two heavy hitters. McKay, we get the continuity. Mm-hmm. We get good movies. Brad Bird, we get short a short blast of great movies. A brr, like a barrage of like do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Brad Bird have? Iron Giant, The Incredibles movies. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Tomorrowland. Weird. Does he have another one? Ratatouille. No, he doesn't. Yep. I feel like a coin flip is in order. I got just a coin. Please hold. Heads for Brad, tails for Adam. What in God's green earth? This coin, Ivan, belonged to our father. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Dad. Flip this bad boy. Heads what? Heads Brad. Uh Uh-huh. Tails the other. Madam McKay. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. Catching. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Two-Face? <laughs> Ready? What if I look and I don't tell you? <laughs> do it. What do you think of this? I forgot what I'm we even said. I'm just trying to add some like spice to this, but I don't think there's a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50-50. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's heads. Let's flip again to see what you think it would be. <laughs> it's tails. So who is it? Adam. Adam McKay, baby. You're up. I'm Pelucolas with the bros. Are you ready for Anchorman? Anchorman 2. I didn't know about that. He's probably sweating right now. Like watching this. Like, oh my God. He's like, oh, thank God. He's doing our movies. Our, my movies. Adam McKay, Evan. You excited? Yeah. feels like this was the evolution. Like, are we? We're like comedy pros now. What's another like... Comedy director legend. It's hard to call Adam a legend, but I think he, he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's hard to say. There's no one on the level. I think McKay's like on a different level, honestly. Because he does like serious too, and they're like legitimately good movies. Yeah, I think what I think if you're looking at someone like Mel Brooks, you would find more people. But I don't even know who would that be. What are other comedy directors at all? Like, I feel like whoever makes like, oh, 
actually spit something. Um, knocked up. Um. Oh, I know. Damn it, Ivan. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Yes. That's a, and that's like a different type of comedy. That's like a real life. Yeah. Like situational life comedy. Yeah. Which I love too. Yeah. Judd Apatow or Adam McKay? Another coin flip? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam's better just because I think Judd's kind of stuck in comedy, comedy, comedies. Yeah. Adam evolved. He evolved, which is what I've been asking. We'll get into it as we do his film series. Okay. I'm glad we picked our next director. Adam McKay, if you're watching, salute to you. We're about to do we're about to do you, man. Watch out. Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Ivan It's (laughs) it's time for a section we like to call Things and Such. Uh where do you want to start off? Nowhere. Music or movies? I mean go stranger things is gonna come out soon you watch all of them i watched none of them <laughs> you never watched Stranger? i watched like one season i think oh wow i don't that, the first season is the best uh, season so i don't care that's not it doesn't hit my nostalgia heart it hits your nostalgia heart no it doesn't okay, I, was, I didn't raise in i wasn't raised in the 80s you look like it <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not anything i care about I think it's the best done show on Netflix consistently. Probably. Mindhunter would be number two, but there's only two seasons. Yeah. Mindhunter. R.I.P. The only thing you... Look, they make this so hard. Actually, it is pretty hard. They just need a good premise. Mm -hmm. Good money behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. And slightly good actors. Mm-hmm. Like that one show, The Queen's Gambit, everyone's like, that's a great show. I watched that. I did. It was a good, it was a okay show. It looked really good. Um, It was interesting to see her win. But like, they all acted weird. Like, at the end, when all her past boyfriends teamed up to help her win. I was like, that would never, ever happen, ever. Like, yes. it was cool, but, like, it's not realistic. It just, I think people, what am I saying? Whatever, Queen's Gambit, it was a good show. I'll just say that. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, put some money behind it and make shows like this Netflix stuff. But for them, it's like, it's easier, to, it's better for them to produce more quantity over quality. Yeah. That's what it is, right? But when is it going to buy them? Like, it's going to buy them eventually when people are like, hold on. Netflix sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I've been saying for the past three years. But we, they need the, we need the, the knuckleheads to realize it. Middle America? Like, yeah. All those white people we in Kentucky? Wh- the whites <laughs> to realize it. Oh, man. It's honestly not the people in the middle america it's everywhere around like it's the, the main the mainstream that is what matters and a lot of people are in the mainstream you, we're doing that thing we were talking about last week where we we put our nose up high when we talk about quality over 
quality over quantity. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't look at me, man. <laughs> uh, Strange things, Simon. It's coming out. I don't know if you care. Superman. They're trying to get a black director. They said, we need a black director. I don't care. Let them do what they want to my Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. It's just so weird when they say, like, we need a black director. Yeah. Either it's going to be, like, I hope it's good. But, like, I'm scared they're going to have, like, a scene where Clark is going to be pulled over, like, by a police officer. <laughs> and then, like, they shoot gonna, him. No, and no. he's like, that's No, you even got. worse. His dad's going to be, like, grabbing his arm. He's like, don't do it. And then he takes the ticket or, like, gets arrested. And that's, like, the big, amazing, twisting point it, that changes uh, To be character. honest, if they play that right, it could work. They but just, it's so obvious that, like, you can't do that. And that's what it feels like it's going to end up being. Yeah. Because, like, he's black. They're going to have to make... They're going to have to... Well, there's more things now. There's more things they can talk about that they never talked about with Superman. Yeah. But now the, the fact that he is black is that... Like, first of all, I don't care. <laughs> Before I, I get... Say that. Before I get canceled for this... <laughs> But now that he's black, they're going to have to use that as a character point. And that means they're going to have to include racism in some way. And I just hope they don't do that obvious black guy getting pulled over and he has to control himself. Because that's like way too obvious. Uh-huh. But what else can they do? It's like they it feels like they, they're digging them themselves a hole. And they're going to get... They're trying to look super politically correct but and then they're just gonna look like they're pandering to yeah the black community and it's just not gonna help anyone in the end because the white people the racist white people are gonna get mad because they have black superman the black people are gonna get mad because they have like a fake like pc superhero now well the writer is black yeah so it kind of has he quotes it could end up working but this, this I don't envy his job. This guy is uh, he's come uh through a lot of scrutiny recently because you know how there's like right wing people, like ultra right he's like ultra left wing. Yeah. That's a bad thing. <laughs> um well that's what I hear that he is. I need to do more investigation into yeah. if that's true or not. But and he also put uh I don't want to talk about that, but whatever. He's the truth is that they're <laughs> oh I would say he's <laughs> and I'm like he's like politically wild. Like I, I I can't think of the word. Yeah, it's just like controversial. Yeah. But it, I get that he's like that because I'm assuming he's like, Well if they're gonna be that, I'm gonna be that too. <laughs> Isn't that like what the supervillain says? <laughs> uh the point is as long as they don't do what Ivan says, which is pander, mm-hmm. and as long as they don't make it a Captain Obvious movie, yeah, then do whatever you want to my Superman, to quote the great Evan Afrasio. <laughs> my Superman. <laughs> Did you see uh, Venom, <laughs> Let There Be Carnage trailer? I'm excited for that. It looks so good, like how they move. 
Carnage, it's like, you know? I'm reserving my excitement. Ah, you're one of those. You're who I am with everything else. (laughs) (laughs) I know, this is the first time I heard you say, like, you're excited, but... I'm excited, too, for it to be good, but I I just... I don't... uh, I feel like there's... I'm like talking myself into the different directions at the same time right now. I do that all the time. I'm about to say that I don't trust Andy Circus. You but, sound like me. But then I, I'm telling myself <laughs> there's so much money on the line right now, and they're trying to make a Spider-Man universe mm-hmm. that they can't mess this up, and it's gonna be good. Yep. And you got the great um, what's his name? Tom. What? Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, Woody the Harrelson? great Tom Hardy. We stand in Tom Hardy, but what's the other guy? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. He's good at playing gross characters like that. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be gross. It's going to be carnage. Is it rated R? Uh, I don't think they've said. Better be. If it isn't, that's the first sign. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Um, we'll see. What is, okay. Before we get to the big beefy one, Isaiah Rashad, he's back. All right. Were you ever into this dude? Never struck a chord with me. His first album was uh, on repeat for me when it first came out. 2014? Yeah. Great album. Uh, He does have like a lyrical dexterity and flow Mm. that's like... uh, Unique? It's it's like Southern. He's like the the easy way to simplify is like the Southern Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um... But what am I gonna say? But but he was gone after yeah. like making his second album. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. I'm not that excited because I'm not that big of a hip hop fan anymore like I used to be. Oh. His uh, his new song was okay. I haven't listened to it. It was it was more it it wasn't what I expected. It was more like a. Hit? Like a yeah, like a hit with like Dirty South beat. The first sign, and he had like a pop up in like Fairfax in Los Angeles. It is weird to me. Like every time I see videos of like grown men like dancing, like I tell myself that's corny, but I probably would do the same thing. Do you know what I mean? I saw it was kind of irrelevant. Relevant. Um, Go ahead. But there's like a TikTok about. What, like, considering things corny is just you, like, projecting what you want to do, like, what you wish you can do. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, like, to a degree, like, you can say things are corny. Yeah. But if you think someone hugging their wife in public is corny, then that's a little, like, you got to dial back what is actually corny and what you're just saying like uh, you're jealous of right your insecurities yeah so i'm not saying that's what you're saying with that but or maybe i am i think it could be true do you you want to be like that i think i i want to be like that but i'm too aware of a situation where i'm yeah. like but it's corny yeah like how does Kanye get away with it with what he does the corniest things ever. It's like the belief in yourself. 
as long as you you execute with 100% confidence, That's then you don't become corny. You become cool. He's so violently confident in himself. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. It is impressive. J. Cole, he's coming. Oh, Ivan's fed up already. He's done. <laughs> Interlude was good. Yeah, I liked it. Interlude was good. Yeah, I liked it. I was surprised he like the beat was sounded sort of whack to me, mm-hmm. and then he went with his his sing song flow. I was like, okay, good job, you saved it for me. And then, um, so I'm like, okay, his album's gonna be good as I expected. And then he came out with his documentary, which is a. Ho- Did you see it? I heard about it. I guess documentaries can be 12 minutes long. I'm like, what? The? And he has parts in it. He had parts. He had a five part documentary in 12 a 12 minutes. minute movie. Anyways, uh, what he was talking about was the off season. The idea of the off season is like. Uh, the f- What is it called? <laughs> Sorry. What? The f- the fallout? The the downfall. What is okay. What's this album called? I thought it was the off season. Is it? Like I watched. I think I'm pretty sure it's off season. Maybe that's what he's calling. His What's life. the fall off? Yeah. Anyways, I think the premise of just say his album. I think the premise of this album is like, uh, what he will. He wanted to leave the greatest uh, work before he left. So he's done. He's retiring. He's not saying it, but he's saying like. I wanted to make the best work that I can. I think that's like a good way to retire. Like you don't say you're retiring, but just say this is like, this is it. Like how he's saying it, but you don't say you're retiring. So if you ever get that itch to go back, uh-huh. you'd be like, oh, this is just like an EP or something. Right. And you never have to say like, it's an album or whatever. Uh-huh. But that's good. And a recurring thing that he talks about is... In the documentary, I feel Courtney just saying that, get it? Uh, is like a work ethic. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, now that I have a kid, I need to have a schedule of like when I go to the studio, when I write. And he's like, um, he just talks about like how he's dedicated in that sense. Like, yeah, this is like a, a sport to me. Like, I'm I'm putting in work to become yeah. the best. Uh, rapper that I can be, like I want to build up my skill, and that's what he's that's, really. That's good. That's good. That sold me too. I was like, I like that. I like the his thought process of obviously it's simple. Like, yeah, of course you want to be the ra- best rapper you you can be. But nobody says like I'm working on getting better like that. Yeah. Like put in my yeah five hours a day. Yeah. I'm like okay, I respect that. And then, he t- what else was there? Did you hear that he's going to play basketball in uh, Africa? Yeah. It's kind of random. Doesn't he have a kid? Damn, yeah, man. Don't be a uh, kidist. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool to see uh, that diff- different trajectory for a yeah. rapper. Yeah. Um. What do you think? You still think it's going to be a seven? Yeah. 
<laughs> all that for me to say. I know. Seven. <laughs> seven next. Uh, I'm still I waiting just, for the next big thing. <laughs> I think it'll be better than seven, but I'm, I'm not going to. Hold your breath. Yeah. Like, if it's not, I'll be like, all right. If it's better, I'll be like, all right. Okay. You know? Yep. Uh, lastly, before we go, is there anything else? Anything you're watching? Anything worthwhile? I think there's something I'm watching. Where that? I do? Oh, I'm watching Mayor of Easttown on HBO. It's pretty good. It's a de- detective show. I recommend anyone who likes a good drama starring a great actor, Kate Winslet, go watch it. Uh, we watched Selena, which, I mean, once you watch the first thing, then watch all Selena's. And we're watching the Netflix one. I was like, oh, God. Uh, what else? Um, I think that's it. Uh, lastly, Evan. I got something. Okay, go. I think I'm gonna, I made a, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad. Weren't you the guy that said no? Yeah, but then I thought about it. I'm like, how can I say it sucks if I haven't watched it? Yep. I know I watched an, a couple of episodes, so I can say like it's not for me. Uh huh. But then there's always people who say like you haven't watched the whole thing. You can't say <laughs> <With> that. that. <laughs> Head whip. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm sure it'll be good later, in. But I just want to watch it so I can tell people Mad Men's better more. Yeah. You know? That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to do that too. I'm just gonna. I'm forcing myself. And then, uh, the wire. I'm getting interested in watching it. What season does it become good? Two. I think. Yeah, two is when it's like all right. Because there's a lot of characters, and you have to learn, like, how everything works together. Uh-huh. Because it's a lot more about, like, how a city runs. Right. More than, like, Mad Men, where it's, like, what happens to these characters and, like, how they think and stuff like that. Like, Wire does that, but it's a lot of, like, how the gang... World building. Yeah. How gang operates, police department operates, and, like, the back and forth, like, setting up Wire, like, the... bureaucracy and horribleness that is like police trying to get their numbers up or down or whatever and then it's just like that just understanding how it all works and like fits together so once you lay the groundwork once they lay the groundwork that's when it gets really good yeah but it's good i just need to sell the misses on it and and it looks a little dated right in the beginning yeah I mean, it's always an ugly show, but it looks like you get over it once it gets good. And then, like, the characters in the city overpower it. Like, the right. most dated part of it is, like, cell phones. Right. But they have, like, wiretaps. And I don't know how any of that works, so it's, like, new to me. It's new, to me. It's new technology. Yeah. Um, but it's good. So. Power through it. When are you going to finish it? What? Um, Probably a couple of days. That's all I'll take. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, whenever I can. Just episode of the day, hopefully. But I'll power through it. That's how I watch most things now, ironically. It's like, so I can see... Men- no, just... I watch it so I could tell people Mad Men's better. Ah, uh, okay. Because Mad Men's better. Wire is slightly worse than Mad Men? Um, or like a full point worse? 
I think for those two, it's what you would prefer in a right, show. Right. Okay. But Mad Men is just so like. Yeah. Chef's kiss. But Del- like delectable. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> So gentle. <laughs> Those kisses. I feel like The Wire is more widely regarded as a. I shouldn't say that. I think more people like The Wire than more people like Mad Men. Because Wire's, Mad Men is like white people stuff. Yeah. But Wire is more like. I think it's a way more important show to watch for like a person. Right. Because you learn how. The bad things are good things. Yeah. You learn how everything works. Because it's like the same in every city, I would assume. Just better or worse hmm. Mad Men's more like you get to learn how people act and learn how they are you make friends when you watch a Mad Men you, yeah. you get your best friends like yeah no one's your no one's a better friend than Peggy you know Mad Men's for learning who you are Wires for learning how other people are <laughs> yeah. learning how a city is okay all right. And then uh, I guess Sopranos, too. Sopranos is kind of dated because, like, Mafia's done. Right. But I think if you're, like, back then, if you were watching, like, all the Mafia movies that were coming out. Yeah. Like, if you kept up with Godfather and then Scorsese's, Scorsese's stuff, uh-huh. um, and then you watched Sopranos, you would have been like, dang, this is the best show ever. But we're, like, right. way out of that. Yeah. So, you um, know, Yeah, like, when... In its days, Sopranos was like blowing your brains out. But Sopranos is still good for like the characters because they deal with like a lot of like what Mad Men does. Like yeah. People who are damaged and how they act as a damaged person. Same thing with Sopranos, but how the mafia damages them. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Just dated. Okay. I need to start watching some good shows. Um, Mare of Easttown's good though. I think... No, you wouldn't like it. I was just checking your face, seeing if you would like it, but you wouldn't. <laughs> like it. Thanks. Uh, it's 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 not good enough for you. I think it's like an eight, and I think you want like nines and tens. I'm spoiled. Mad Men spoiled me. Yeah, that you are. I remember when you said Blady. Uh, oh, the artist. Yeah, yeah. It's good. You trash bag. It's not horrible. You shouldn't be like if mu- if this is what music is, then I don't want music. I think, if anything, it's the very start of whatever's next. Yeah, but it needs a lot more ref- refining of something. But it's just too noisy. It's too like starbursty. Like, ooh, I love that. No, it's <laughs> not that. It's like no, it's like it's just robotic noises like with sprinkles. It's like it's like a. Rocks. Yeah, it's like metallic pop rocks. Yeah, but like you eat pop rocks, like that was nice. You eat it again, like oh that was nice again. Like, all right, it was nice, but I'm over it. But then you keep eating it, like the twentieth time, you're like, you just don't feel right. Like, you feel like your brain's about to. Like, you're explode. on a sugar high. Yeah, that's kind of what that feels like. I don't like that. Okay, but I'm sure they make like downbeats. Probably, but. Also, the fan base is, like, white people. Glitchy? Yeah. Do they call themselves the Glitchies? I hope not. That sounds about right. Yeah. They're, they're probably the same people that buy Do- Dogecoin. Yeah. It's like, 
like the same like, generation goth zeta yeah? like oh, the goth uh-huh. people of like 2000 or whatever yeah this is like who they are now right like that the cycle continues this is the new generation and like goth music probably isn't bad but it doesn't sound the best all the time right and it sounds like weird isn't it techno where they're like doo, 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 yeah doo, 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 so good i love those videos they're always so good yeah they never get old <sighs> so we get j cole by the time we talk next week or is it coming out i don't know what when's j cole coming out what day is it 15th yeah it's the 15th it's right. thursday night friday morning Okay. Fully dissected, understood, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll give it its 7 out of 10 <laughs> rating. Well, there it is, people. You know what to expect. We're, this is the end of Películas with the Bros for today. We'll be back next week with another episode. Please hit that subscribe button. Please leave a comment. Ivan, we actually got another comment. They said something. <laughs> is it a person? It's a person who has zero followers or subscribers. I think they put, like... They put a timestamp and they put like weird characters. I'm sure that means something great. Well, did you look at the timestamp? No, I'm pretty sure it was a robot. Like a bot. The point is, we're getting interactions. Not like before where no one We could buy more interactions than this one per year. Should we do that? No. We have to stay pure. Organic. Yeah. It's hard, you know. For now. I want to sell out sometimes, but we can sell out. Just not yet. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. We're on all podcast platforms. Leave comments there. Leave uh five star ratings wherever you can. My name is Adrian. My name's Ivan. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.